The Lord has been speaking to me repeatedly from 2 Kings chapters 6 through 8. As I'm sure you remember, there was a terrible siege that had been laid against Samaria. The city was surrounded by the Aramean army on all sides, and the hunger was so great that the people began to do unspeakable things in an effort to survive. But we are told that Elisha the prophet came and spoke to the king and to the people. In chapter 7, verse 1, it says, Then Elisha said, Listen to the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, Tomorrow about this time, a measure of fine flour will be sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. The royal officer on whose hand the king was leaning answered the man of God and said, Behold, if Yahweh should make windows in heaven, could this thing be? Then he said, Behold, you will see it with your own eyes, but you will not eat of it. That night, four leprous men sat against the outside wall of the city. They likely didn't know about Elisha's promise, and it certainly had nothing to do with their motivation as they began to speak with one another. They said, if we sit here, we're going to die. What they did was incredible. The steps that they took resulted in salvation for themselves and all the people of God. But that faith was born out of a recognition that sitting still and waiting was deadly. The chances for hope were so terrifyingly slim, but to sit still and do nothing was to bring the certainty of death. If we sit here, we will die. And so they reasoned amongst themselves. Perhaps if we go to the camp of the Arameans, they will accept us. In their carnal thinking, they only had two options. Either the Arameans would kill them, or they might accept them as poor beggars who needed a handout. They could have never imagined that the armies of God would march with them that day and that they would enter into a purpose so much bigger than they could imagine, that they would be fulfilling the prophecy of the man of God spoken the day before. I think of how often in my own personal life God has brought that liberating revelation to me. If I sit here, I'm going to die. I have felt it about my service to his people, about my gifts, about my own walk in the spirit. God, if I stay right where I'm at, I'm not going to stay alive. And that has prompted me to get up and start taking steps of faith, even when it seemed 99% sure of failing. But the four lepers found the grace to make a decision that day. It wasn't a decision born out of great faith. 
there was no optimism or positivity behind their choice. They were cornered into a place without options. They were forced to recognize that inaction was deadly and had no hope. Therefore, they were willing to take the unlikely, unseen risk of faith rather than accept the certainty of death in doing nothing. Hebrews 11.1 tells us that faith is the conviction of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The burning of faith in our hearts when we hear the word of God is the only evidence we have that that promise is going to come true. We can't walk by sight. We are forced to walk by faith. We are not living in a time of peace. We are living in a time of war. But we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers in heavenly places. Even the smallest battles we fight that seem so personal and even insignificant, we must learn to recognize them as conflicts in a great big war where God's purpose is at stake. His glory and honor are at risk and we must prove ourselves faithful. Like the four lepers, how could we ever imagine that the personal struggles we face, the battles we fight, could have implications for good or bad that affect all of God's people? The salvation of the whole city and the fulfillment of the word of the prophet just might hang on our little step of faith. And we wish that life was easier. We wish we weren't so hungry, so tired, so weak. But God knows exactly what we can handle and he will not put on us more than we can bear. But he is trusting us as faithful soldiers of his cross to stand in our place, to do our part, and in the end, to see the salvation of God. The four lepers stood up that day and started walking, and the Lord God amplified their footsteps so that the enemy did not hear the sound of four puny, sickly lepers. The enemy heard chariots and horsemen and footmen, the army of God itself marching toward their camp. The armies of heaven must have marched with the four lepers that day. And the army of heaven will always march with those who are willing to step out in faith. The Arameans fled and left behind their tents, their gear, their livestock, and their food. And salvation came that day to the city. And when the gates of the city were opened, Food was being handed out so quickly that a dangerous teeming crowd formed in the gates. And a certain man, the very servant of the king, who had challenged and doubted the voice of the prophet the day before, he was trampled in the gates. 
Salvation is going to come. God has spoken and he will deliver. But don't let us be those whose faith is trampled in the gates. Rather, Lord, make us those through whom the victory can come. Make us those who are reduced to the point of faith, even miracle-working trust in you. Now, if I may, I want to read a few verses that the Lord has also been speaking to me from in Deuteronomy 8. Verse 2. You shall remember all the way which the Lord your God has led you in the wilderness these forty years, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. He humbled you and let you be hungry and fed you with manna you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you understand that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothing did not wear out on you, nor did your foot swell these forty years. Thus you are to know in your heart that the Lord your God was disciplining you just as a man disciplines his son. Therefore you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to fear him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs, flowing forth in valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land where you will eat food without scarcity, in which you will not lack anything, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper. Let us resolve in our hearts to believe not our doubts, but rather the promises of God and his word concerning the good land and inheritance he has promised to give us. We are with you, dear brothers. Please don't throw away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive what has been promised. We send you all our love, our prayers, and our undying support. In Jesus' name.